Hi, this is Shelby. And Carolyn. We are two Canadian prairie ladies, raising babies, riding horses, and living the country life. We are on a journey to find health and wealth while building our ranches, and we want to share the journey with you. In this podcast, you can expect to hear us share our own experiences, as well as interview other inspiring humans. We'll cover topics such as human health, horse health, barrel racing, building a ranch, and so much more. We are ready to dig into the tough conversations like mental health, motherhood, farming challenges, finances, you name it. You will walk away from this podcast with tips, tricks, and strategies that will have you finding more joy and peace in your journey. We know there's a lot of juggling that goes into this lifestyle because we are living it. And as a nurse myself and Carolyn with a master's in animal science, we have a lot to bring to the conversation. So grab your coffee to go, throw on your messy bun and muck boots. Let's head to the barn and chat because we have business to take care of and we're sure you do too. Welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. All right. I am so excited to have Michelle Davies here with us. For those of you that don't know Michelle, she's a huge love for the sport of barrel racing and rodeo, but her main passion is the mindset behind you as a rider to have you feel more confident at jackpots and rodeos and gain that excellent horsemanship to get you into that winning focus. Michelle also has her own podcast called The Rider's Mind, which we will be talking about more in this podcast and In that podcast, Michelle focuses on the mindset obstacles that barrel racers face on a day-to-day basis. So it is in the practice pen, at a jackpot, or at a rodeo. And let's not forget her website, Stride, gives all of her secrets away to being successful in the arena or practice pen. So I'm super excited to hear about more of it from Michelle herself. But a little bit of a background, you have two kiddos, two young kids you are an mrca finals champion you are a cca qualifier you're even a pro rodeo money earner and you also went to alberta in 2019 and ended up runner up in the super stakes derby so that is very exciting you have so much to bring to the table so let's get into it and i would just like to welcome you michelle to our podcast and thanks for coming (laughs) well thank you you're making me blush Oh my goodness, did I do all that? (laughs) You did. You most certainly did. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm Carolyn, and uh, I'll start you off with your first question then, if you don't mind. Let's get at it. Um, Tell us about yourself. How did you go? um, How did you get where you are today? Like, you have a lot of um, accomplishments, but you also ended up in a kind of unique space of work. So tell us how you got here. We know it's really the the journey of where I was to where I am now is really what I help people with. And I've always been one to follow what interests me and follow what lights me up. And through that journey of my own self-discovery and figuring things out, um, that has been a big part of where I am now. It's kind of like teach what you know. And I'm teaching people to fast track through what I went through from being the person that used to throw up behind a tree at a local horse show to wrecking a good horse because I was a ball of nerves to having been able to overcome that. And, um, you know, my focus and my niche is, 
is barrel racers. I've been expanding more into all riders now, but what I have found is that mindset skills are life skills. There are ripple effects in any of the work that you do on your mindset or mindfulness. Um, it has positive effects on your motherhood. And actually, you know, I would say horses have, are what brought me to the work, but through learning about it and changing, I have recognized changes in my other relationships, like those with my kids and really recognize Horses, you know, they're really our instigators for growth because that's something what we care we care about. We're competitive and we want to do better at it. But what I've learned and recognized is that there's no separation between what we're doing with our horses or with our, our spouses or partners or kids. It's all con connected. It's just the horses reflect things back to us so clearly and you really can't blame anybody mm -hmm. for their behavior. Whereas if it's a kid, you're like, oh, you're being bad. <laughs> <laughs> instead of recognizing oh I'm maybe not showing up as my best self right now and this kid is reflecting that back to me because they, they do kids really reflect it back just the same as horses do but it's just maybe not as clear for us and we don't have the same type of incentive as we do with horses so there's been some interesting overlaps in that and you know like my biggest driver for what I do and how I help people is that I don't want people to, this sounds maybe like dramatic to say it, but I don't want people to feel like the kind of suffering like I have, <laughs> you know, I've taken like the long way in my growth, whereas I feel like with what I know, I can help people fast track and not, and to kind of like skip some steps by giving them the information and the knowledge that took me so long to learn that they can just have it and take it, but. I'm also limited in the sense by everyone is on their own journey. So not everybody is able to pick up what I am laying down at all times, but you might hear something and it might plant a seed. And then a year later, you might be like, oh, I think I need to go back and revisit something and, and learn. So, yeah. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. So if somebody is not speaking it out loud in some way, shape or form, then you'll never know it. Right. Yeah. So that's exactly. awesome that you share that. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you're talking about comparing children and horses. <laughs> it is so true. They all like we don't know what's going on unless we're looking at those subtle cues. But since we are all people with young mamas in this little, <laughs> we're young mamas in this little group. Um, I was just listening to your podcast actually the other day. And back in January, you posted an episode that really stuck out with me and it was staying sharp when you're not competing and you kind of brushed on the whole being a mom and trying to get back into the barrel racing world after something like a life-changing thing just happened you go from not having a kid and having all this time to do whatever you want to looking after this little human and <laughs> changes everything so in a mindset in a mindset perspective how do you get the momentum back into after motherhood how do you get that want and drive and time? Yeah, well, there that's there's a lot of parts to that, right? Because, well, yeah. first of all, there's the, the confidence to come back and feel like you are that, that person that had it all together before. Then there's the, the drive and the motivation because now you're more tired because you, you've, you've got a lot more draw on your energy. 
And then what was the last part mm -hmm. that you said? Oh, it was um, the time, the time, right? Because mm -hmm. and obviously yeah. like that that is a thing. But there are mm -hmm. also mindset pieces that go attached to all of that, because mm -hmm. um, you know, I actually just did a podcast episode on time also, which could for me to say time is an illusion is kind of uh offensive to some people right because it gets their guard up and they're like no like I have way less time well you do mm -hmm. but you might not actually need all the time that you were using before which you recognize like now that you have kids or a kid you recognize how much you didn't get done before that you could have because you're getting so much done just out now now magically like time really does magically appear as we need it. And I feel like there's an aspect of priority and what we mm -hmm. feel is important that is connected because you know that if your friend called you in an emergency and they needed you now, you magically can create time for that. If your drinker to your water freezes up, will you magically make time to deal with that where you didn't have time for that before? So I feel like the bigger part is the, the story that we tell about time and what we believe about mm -hmm. our time um, that is as important. Now, there's also you also see like when people retire, they'll say, I don't even know how I had time to work because they're so busy <laughs> like, in all of the other things, you know? And I will say Absolutely. that I'm coming at this from a privileged sense that my time is more flexible because I'm not at a job nine to five. But on the other hand, I also have a lot of irons in the fire and don't have that type of structure. And sometimes I long for that because those times where I am busier, I actually get more done because you yeah. can't waste time and you can't lose time. Right. I do think that um, we have to be more structured with our time when we want to. I was going to say fit in riding. But I think a better way to put that would be when we prioritize riding. Yeah. And we yeah. talk and recognize how important it is for us and we make time for it. And we can look at like there's the also the piece of how important that is, because sometimes like our priorities shift with motherhood mm -hmm. where we might put our kids before riding. But mm -hmm or before mm -hmm. ourselves. And I'm not going to say that's right or wrong, but we have to recognize that's a choice that we have made or not made. But then where do we fall in for our own self-care and our own goals and visions and dreams in that priority list? And we have to make a conscious effort of scheduling it in, or if it doesn't happen, if you don't, because if it's not very high on the priority list, all of the other things that you make a greater priority are going to happen first. Okay, so I got off on a little bit of a sidetrack there from the original question <laughs> of like getting back in the game, right? So from a, mind yeah. a mindset perspective, when we're not doing something, when we're not, so we've taken that time out of the saddle, we're going to lose confidence naturally mm -hmm. in our abilities because we haven't been proven our, proving it to our subconscious every day that we're good at it and our bodies change our weight changes our um you know for myself i noticed that 
um, my balance changed because I was a little more top heavy because, mm. <laughs> because my boobs grew and I was nursing, right? But yeah. I remember going like to so um, many changes, <laughs> right? Like everything, it changes and it affects on a subconscious level. Our minds are always trying to predict what's going to happen. And it's basing it on past, past experience, past knowledge, what you've seen other people do. And if you don't, if you haven't been doing riding or competing for a long time, your subconscious isn't able to make a great prediction because it doesn't have the stats to draw on. So it's, mm-hmm. that makes it nervous. <laughs> it doesn't like that because it doesn't know what the outcome is going to be. Whereas, you know, you could make, you could ride 10 days in a row or say you're, it's not the riding that you're nervous about in general, but it's competing and you could make 10 good runs in a row. Well, you automatically feel more confident. And the reason is, is because your subconscious is like, it's not thinking this, it's all happening at a subconscious level, but statistically it's deciding that it doesn't really have too much to be worried about now because it has a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. So to me, recognizing like why I feel this way, why I feel a little nervous or a little uncertain is empowering because you can recognize, oh, that's normal. I, I know why this is happening and I can hack that because I have a thinking part of my brain to say, oh, well, I haven't riding for a while. So it's no wonder that I, my brain is thinking that this is an uncertain time that I'm a little bit nervous about that because it really doesn't know. And you don't know either, right? So just being compassionate and gracious with yourself, I think too, is helpful to, to just honor yourself. Like, yeah, I have gone through a lot of changes. Yeah, I am not riding as much as I, I had been. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Absolutely. a long-winded answer. Did I cover all the parts? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And more. Yeah. <laughs> and I, at one point we had talked a little bit about, um, just, so you touched on managing your time and we had also talked about like different techniques for how to actually schedule the time and how to actually accomplish the riding as a, mo- as a new mom or somebody that's not been competing for a while. Could you touch a little bit more on that? Yeah, for sure. I think that it has to be, you have to have intention behind it. You can't rely on it just happening. Or if I have time, I'll ride today. Well, you won't. That's, you will not have time. That does not happen because kids were, are like little time leeches or energy leeches, time leeches. There's no way it's going to happen if you see if it just works out in your day. I feel like you have to have a plan and some structure. And I do feel like having support is super important. I am lucky that I have, I have family close by. My husband is supportive. He also rides, but I do think that there needs to be even, even with him being supportive, even with all of that, if, if there is not a plan, if, and if I am not standing up for myself and my needs, it doesn't happen because there is always stuff that comes up or in your day. And then all of a sudden, poof, you're tired and you ain't got nothing to to get out there and do it. So I think you have to take a good look at, you know, where, when's your best time to ride and it, and you need to have the communication with your partner or your support system of when it's going to happen. And you need to know how, how you roll. Like for me personally, 
I, I am not good at having my kids there when I'm riding. That is not, that is not fun for me. And I am not, um, that's not an area where I can multitask really well. Uh, the way I ride, I feel like it, I'm focused and very intentional in my riding and it's distracting for me. And it's also a head game. Like one thing that's coming to my mind right now is when my kids have played out there, like we tried the sand truck, sand trucks and like the stuff in the arena and you can do it. And I, I like all the power to people that do that. And if you can do it, that's probably your best way of doing it. I'm mm -hmm. not very good at that. So I, I'm riding and my daughter has picked the wild sunflowers that are growing in the arena, which I really love out there. And she's like, mom, I picked you flowers. And that's so sweet, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm irritated because I was just mm -hmm. in the middle of something with my horse and I, and I had to leave that. So then I have the whole head game in myself of feeling like a bad mom because I felt mm -hmm. irritated that my daughter gave me flowers. And now I'm a horrible person. <laughs> All of this in my head, right? And that happens so often as a mom. <laughs> the mom guilt, the mom guilt, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. such a sweet thing. And then I'm like, oh, I bet some other mom would have totally loved this and they can totally roll with it. Like there's some moms out there that have three kids on horses riding at the same, riding at the same time. And to me, that would just stress me out because I'm worried about them and what's happening. And this horse is doing that, this, the other thing. So I don't do that, but if you can, well, that is, that is multitasking. And that's definitely yeah. going to increase your chances of getting something done. But to me, I'd rather, you know, plan to have supper ready at a certain time so that I knew I had those, that hour, two hours or whatever I needed to get it done. And I've seen people who are like really structured. I kind of um, resist structure, even though I know it's really good for me, but I like, I'm all about like, oh, let's be flexible. But that it, it, that's not awesome either. Whereas I know some people who they like both the partners, they both ride, both a couple, they both ride, they both work eight to five or whatever their hours are but they like do the meal planning. They do, you know, the wife rides first and she's going to do this with the kids. The husband does this, like it is all super structured and they are very effective and stuff gets done. Mm -hmm. So the, looking at people like that, I think kind of is a bit of a reality check to those of us that can't find the time yeah. <laughs> or don't mm -hmm. get things done. And it just goes to prove the point that Prove, goes to prove the point that um, if you want something bad enough, you will figure out a way. Otherwise, you'll find excuses. I mean, even um, it is beautiful in the morning, like to get up and ride early in the morning. It, you know, when we have daylight early enough to do that, uh, to know how you work. Like if you are, if you work best at night, well, maybe you might put some lights up outside so you can ride in the dark after. But if you know that you're best in the morning, well, maybe you have the discipline to go to bed earlier mm. so you can get up in the morning and, and ride before work type of thing. Mm -hmm. But also, I think it's important to acknowledge when we're doing things, we when we're just doing things because we think we should, and that's in air quotes, like maybe mm -hmm. this is the time 
where you do take a little bit of a step back from your riding so that you don't burn yourself out so that you don't have a medical crisis. Cause I've done that too. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do all of the things and, and ended up not healthy because of it. And then you get like the emergency break basically, and you are stopping and then you are doing nothing. So sometimes I think like for me, I probably rode more when my kids were little than I am like little, like my kids are nine and 11. And when I say little, I mean like, you know, six weeks old yeah. <laughs> or to four, four years old because mm-hmm. I needed to ride for a break. It was like watching the clock to see when Murray was going to be home. And he drove in the yard and I handed the baby off and I was gone because I was yeah. so done and I needed to be out. Whereas now it's not that motherhood is easy now, but it's different. And it's definitely not as intense because my kids, I'm not on all the time. Like when you have toddlers or I would say like five and under, you have to be vigilant. Like, so what they're doing and you are on all the time. My sister had visited with my niece and she's, I think like 18 months old. And I had a, like an awareness of how it is so different because like all the little things on the floor and putting things in your mouth, like you have to be on all the time. And I'm not like that now with my kids being older. So I don't feel like I need an escape which riding was an escape previously for me. Mm-hmm. And now I would, it's, it's interesting how things change because when I, when we decided to have kids, it was like, well, we're not going to stop rodeoing. We're going to keep doing all of the things. We love it. This is our passion, the passion. Kids won't change this. We're going to wait. This is going to all work out. We're going to make this happen. We can do all this. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would, at that time, I would have never said that I could see anything different, but we have enjoyed doing different things now that we haven't had rodeo. We have been going on different types of adventures and um, we've actually kind of enjoyed hiking and exploring different things. And it's been fine. It's been great. And I do look forward to getting back to going to rodeos. And I'm actually not sure that Murray is going to, because he's kind of doesn't have the fire for it like he used to be has different interests now so mm-hmm. that's been an interesting experience from from us thinking like we would that is our life we would never not do it you know like everything mm-hmm. is driven by that and this is just going back to the shoulds be okay with shifting and don't mm-hmm. just like do the things because everyone else is doing it or like your group is doing it or all the mo- other moms are doing it yeah. you think we should do it too <laughs> You have to listen to yourself because anytime you're straying from what's truly in your heart, well, you're, you're not trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not listening to yourself. You're just listening to what you think you should be doing. Yeah, totally. That makes complete sense. I mean, there was mm-hmm. a time when I, I probably kind of forgot how much I liked riding And the only reason I remembered was because I actually went out and rode one day and I was like, I need this in my life. And then I made it a priority, but before then, like there, yeah, it's easy to get into a situation where you forget what makes you feel really good and brings you joy and, and what kind of replenishes you. Um, Because yeah, like you said, I mean, motherhood is amazing and everything, but it can draw on you as for sure as far as energy goes yeah 
it's the hardest job in the world. Like, yeah. and, and nobody mm. could prepare you for it. Even if somebody told you that, be like, well, no, it can't be that bad. Why would people keep doing it? Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it is. yeah, it is. And we keep doing it because it's yeah. like the, the greatest thing in the world and like the worst thing in the world all within like 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when your daughter tells you, oh, I'm so proud of you, mom, and your heart is swelling. And then she goes and drops something in the toilet and you're like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) we had to have that balance, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so we have um, a few more minutes, probably for one more question, I guess. Um, Do we have something we wanted to specifically ask about Shelby or um, should we just throw one off the top of our heads? Well, I think a big one is we talked about support systems, but also you talked about how you see all these other rodeo moms or jackpot moms and families and you're like, this is how it has to be. If they can do it, I can do it. And nobody's situation is the same. Everybody's is different. Everybody's passion is different. Everybody's mindset is different. But I think one thing, especially me as a new mom, I suffer with, because <laughs> I haven't found my little niche yet, is the feelings of being selfish. Like, I feel selfish because I want to go riding. Like when Liv was first born, so Livy is my daughter, and um, Chance actually worked away for two weeks me be home for two weeks well during those two weeks when he was away I was like nope I'm just gonna go spend like three days at my mom and dad's house and my mom's a teacher so she looked after Olivia for the whole day while I just rode horse after horse after horse and loved it but you know you always have that little feeling of being like should I be doing this I feel really bad about doing it but I think I feel bad because I love it so much Do you spend every minute with a little, like you're feeding every hour, every two hours. You're spending so much time that you forget who you are as a person before motherhood existed. So yeah, it's like that transition between, yeah, before you were a mom and having that life to all of a sudden being selfish because you want a little bit of that life back. Right. So I don't know if you could touch on that (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And how you overcome that. One one scene that comes to my mind is that self-love is not selfish. And I think mm-hmm. if we can remember that, so you going and taking that time and recognize that it fills your cup, right? It lights you back up. It replenishes mm-hmm. your energy. That is not selfish because when you do take that time for yourself, now you're able to come back and be a better mom. You do That's- have the energy. And mm-hmm. if you think of you know, even you could imagine yourself as a, as a light. Well, (laughs) the kids like drain the light, drain the light, drain the light, drain the light. And if you're never filling that light up, well, I don't know that we ever, I mean, until you hit the health crisis, basically we, we, that light doesn't run out. Like our energy does not run out. You get to the bottom and then just boom, you can keep going. That's how moms are magical, right? Just like, you could feel like you have nothing left but magically you can keep going. That's not recommended. It's not recommended (laughs) to do that. What I recommend is that you find these things that fill your light back up. You fill your tank back up. And you know, and I talk about, talked about basically being standing, holding the baby, waiting for Marie to come to the door or leave. It was Mm -hmm. because like, I was on nothing two hours ago. And I was, you know, I was not, I was going to turn into a person that, that wasn't 
really a great person if I didn't get out of there like right now, right? So I think it's important that we recognize that. And then we also recognize that as mothers, we are all different. So just because your friend can, is like being a mom is, fills her light up and that's just like awesome. You're not a bad person. I'm not saying you, but if this is a person we're speaking to, like that's me, (laughs) being a mom does not always fill my light up. It's quite Mm -hmm. draining. Whereas I do see that it does fill up some people, but I'm not going to make myself wrong because I'm not that people, right? Like I'm not that person who it does and that's okay. And just recognize that we are all different. And just because there are some moms that can ride with all of their kids at the same time and it's all hunky dory and they're living the dream doesn't mean that I'm not a good mom because I can't do that. It just means I'm wired differently and I have something different to bring. Right. And so back to the whole self-worth and self love, I think those go together that you need to value yourself and recognize how you, how you're wired you're wired mm-hmm. for, for, to be, for your light to be filled up by taking time away. And that's what fills you up. And that doesn't make you a bad mom. That makes you a smart mom because you recognize that. And yeah. you're also the mom who is going to teach your children. You know, we talk about our children learning from us or like um, regulate, they regulate themselves off of us and our nervous systems. So if you're able to go and basically heal and reset your nervous system away from your kids, you're going to come back and be a better mom and they're going to be able to regulate off of you. Whereas if you are staying there and you're fried, like your nerves are fried, they feel that, they sense that. And then the wheels fall off the bus. The kids start misbehaving because they're feeling, they feel your nervous system is frazzled. And now Mm -hmm. it's not feeling like a safe environment for them. And I don't mean safe as in, you're going to lose your mind with, or, you know, which I mean, totally fly off the handle. I have, so <laughs> like when the top blows off, you know, like, but they start to feel that before it happens. And then it kind of snowballs and gets worse because their nervous system is sensing your nurse's nervous system is, is frazzled and it, and they recognize that and it feels alarming for them they don't know it they're just feeling this is all at an energetic level and it's no different than if you're um, nervous before a barrel race and your horse starts getting kind of hot because you're nervous they're just feeling your nervous system and the same thing is happening with your kids too so self-care is not selfish it is essential and it is necessary and it's your job on your journey as a mom or even not as a mom, because it's not just your kids, it's your partner, it's your friends, everybody is co-regulating off of how you're showing up in your energy. So it's, I feel like it's our, our job, our responsibility. That's the word I want responsibility as a person to Mm -hmm. take care of ourselves, because that's, what's going to make us a better human for everyone else in our lives. So it's essential. And you just have, everyone has to figure out uh, what's best for you, what fills up your cup or what lights you back up, what fills your soul. Maybe mm-hmm. it's reading a book, maybe it's uh, pottery, maybe it's painting, but for us horse people, a lot of it's horses. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. I, that's you, I couldn't have summed <laughs> it up better. That is beautiful. Yeah. What you just said, I love it. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, yeah. so many moms are probably appreciating that comment right now. <laughs> yeah, we're just like, <laughs> yeah. you're clapping, sorry. <laughs> and then, but also remember, it's not going to magically happen unless you set an intention and make a plan for it to happen and make yourself a priority, like through penciling it in, making it a schedule, looking at your week, maybe it's batching meals on Sunday so that you don't spend that hour every day. So you can use that time in the saddle. You're using a crock pot an Instapot, whatever. It's like, it, mm-hmm. it's planning. It takes planning. And yeah. it seems weird that we need to plan to make ourselves important, but <laughs> to make yourself a priority requires planning. Otherwise it's in our nature as women caregivers to look after everyone first but you you can do that but you have to make sure at the same time you're lighting yourself back up too and nobody Mm -hmm. else is going to do it for you either there have been times where I've waited for somebody else to do it and no they don't know what you need so no exactly and everyone else is just trying to survive too so (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and even you touching on the communication right communication is huge and key with knowing what you want because nobody knows what you want unless you tell them yep yeah exactly I know Mm -hmm. like it I think sometimes I expect like my husband to be a mind reader which is not fair because he's not but we we really do have to have that conversation with our partners like this is really important to me and I recognize it's okay that you haven't seen that (laughs) I'm deaf I'm not sure that I'm scripting the ideal conversation right now but <laughs> the fact of the matter, there needs to be a conversation and it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's about your needs and you recognizing that and having, um, enough feeling that you are worth enough to speak up for yourself. Mm-hmm. But we, it does take some time, I think, even to just figure out what is important for us too. Yeah. And sometimes it takes learning it the hard way in that when you haven't spoke up for yourself and it spirals out of control and now we have like a major problem sometimes don't go there don't go there try and yeah. get ahead of that exactly well this has been so helpful and informative uh even just for myself but I know everybody that's listening is going to really appreciate your um thoughts and the vibe you bring to the conversation and your energy and we so appreciate um you joining us here today uh so how can people get in touch with you and can it continue to connect with you? Yeah, well, my website is michelledavy.com. My podcast is the Rider's Minds podcast. It's on all pop, uh, podcast platforms like Apple Music, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I think it will come up under the Rider's Minds, but you could do the Rider's Mind, Michelle Davy. You can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, Michelle Davy, the Rider's Mind. Or on Instagram, Michelle A. Davy. Perfect. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've enjoyed talking about this. Oh, um, yeah. It's such an important topic, I think. Um, like so prevalent to so many people that are my friends. So absolutely. And even me, I learned so much. But I appreciate <laughs> all of your time. It is. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a tough gig. I don't think we give it enough credit. My next podcast episode is on giving yourself credit. Um, but it's more, you know, on, on co- the competition side of things, but mm-hmm. I was thinking about it at the beginning of our conversation is that I don't think 
as moms, we give ourselves enough credit. Like I'd like to thank myself for keeping my kids alive today. I'd like to thank myself for not uh, exploding today. I'm doing so good. Give ourselves these little pat on the backs. We're doing great. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some of those small things are actually quite tough and you don't realize it. Like now looking at moms that have kids with them at rodeos and stuff, I'm like, blown away totally but I would have never realized it before I'd have been like oh yeah she's got her kids with her cool (laughs) now I'm like it's a momentous occasion (laughs) for sure you don't realize you don't realize it until you're in it like moms really make it look easy yeah yeah and it and it's like kind of like you know the duck it's like paddling like heck underneath the water but it's all cool on the cool as a cucumber on the surface. I think it's a little bit like that. All the other moms are making it look so easy, but I don't really think it's, there are some moms I think that are just made for it and it is easy and maybe they have like the right perspective, but generally I think it's a tough gig. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. (laughs) Challenging in the least. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But awesome. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, that's a thing, right? It's like, it's, it, it's hard, but the good balances out the hard because it is definitely nobody could prepare you for the amazing parts of motherhood either. Yeah, Even exactly. Be that great. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. And we really hope you guys take this information to your community, your barrel racing community, and to yourself and your home. So, yeah. So, <laughs> When you're ready to hear more, follow us on Instagram and Facebook if you want to see the real ranch mom life. Yeah. (laughs) Or um, check out our podcast. Uh, Smash that subscribe button (laughs) for YouTube. You can find us there too. Your favorite podcast platform. And we'll see you at the next jackpot.